The following program is underwritten by... Do you have a dog that pulls? The Halty product range by the Company of Animals has something to help stop your dog pulling. From the Halty harness to the Halty OptiFit head collar. Company of Animals. For all your pet's training and behavior needs at www.companyofanimals.us. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. We're all very excited today, including Gurney, the uh, bird. We all bring our pets into work, and that includes Joey Villani, who brings in Gurney. But Gurney can't come in the studio because Gurney is sometimes out of control. And <laughs> yeah, he's a little loud. He's out of control today, and I think it has something to do with the fact that we're going to be talking to casting producers from America's Got Talent today, and we're going to be sending five people, five acts, actually, five animal acts to the front of the line for auditions for America's Got Talent in the 10th season, which is just coming up around the corner. So you want to stick around for that. And by the way, I remind you, the Olati Dogs won not last season, but the season before. So they walked away with a million dollars in an amazing career. So if you have some talented dogs or animals that you think should be on America's Got Talent, uh, today's the day to stick around and find that's out. That's where they started? They, they were big well, before that. That's their claim to fame. I that guess. was yeah. their claim to fame. That's where you get a million dollars. Wow. And uh, now I understand they're booked all the time and doing shows everywhere. So it can really That's launch terrific. a career. Well, yeah, plus they got the, don't they get a Las Vegas show for a yeah. year or so? Yeah. Yeah, they do. So nice. if you're looking down at your dog right now and you're saying, you know, I've got a really talented dog or a cat or an iguana or a flamingo, whatever, listen today because we may send you to the front of the line for America's Got Talent and the auditions. So. That's that's what I need. A sugar doggy. <laughs> a sugar doggy. That's oh, pretty that's funny. A great I like plan. that. I like Very that. Very good. Uh, Joey Volani, what do you got coming up on the show today? Well, we're going to talk about um, your dog's skin today and, you know, that, that, that dry dog skin that happens in the winter and how to deal with it. Oh, yes. I noticed that. In fact, that happens to my skin, too. So hopefully whatever you're talking about might work on my skin, too. Uh, we all get dry this time of the year. Yeah. It's all that cold. heater. The heaters the and then just going on. Yeah. yeah, Tammy, what are you working on? Well, you know, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Uh-huh, don't remind and, me. And uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm helping you out here, Hal. So you're not going to get in trouble here. I'm getting you a <laughs> head you. start on your Valentine's Day gift. See, thank you. But if you want to give a Valentine's Day to your ex, a Valentine's Day present to your ex, yes. Oh, do I have the perfect thing for you? Ooh. Oh, it's That's just it's just. Dastardly. Dastardly. I haven't heard that word in so long. How about your phone calls right now for Joey Volani or Dr. Debbie? Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Are you ready? I'm ready, sir. Uh, Hey, Rossi, how are you doing? All right, how are you? Very good. How are you? So my Patterdale Terrier uh, is seven years old, going on seven years old. Uh, His name is Chance. And over the past year, he's developed some skin issues. And okay. um, I've taken him to the vet probably five or six times, um, pursued courses of steroids and antibiotics and flea treatments. Um, steroids and antibiotics work. It seems to go away, and then it comes back um, after the treatment is done. Okay. So gets, what, does, um, what does the skin look like, or what is the, the description of what's going on physically with the skin? Okay, so it started off with, uh, some kind of nodules or pus nodules in between the webs of his toes, front and back, and they, they change up. Then it moved into kind of circle dots on his underbelly. Okay. And now his skin is more of a whitish color than the normal pink-looking color on, on his underbelly, and and he's got excessive dandruff. 
Okay. And so he's been on steroids and antibiotics and the skin gets better. Do those lesions on the underbelly, do they tend to go away? They lessen, but they don't go all the way away. They, uh, okay. it, it appears to be as if it's in the process of being completely healed and then we stop and they've extended the treatment before and now they say the next step is biopsy and some other things, which is quite expensive. So I was wondering mm-hmm. if those are my only options. Okay. Well, um, just in general, when we have ongoing skin disease in uh, dogs and cats that we don't get a handle on, and it becomes more of a chronic thing where we're trying one thing and going to another, and it may help, and we're just having this waxing and waning um, situation, I really do like to back up and identify what we could be doing wrong or not doing so well in these situations. And a lot of times, Either we don't have a very accurate diagnosis and we're just kind of trying things off of some suspicions of what might be going on. And in that case, you know, there's definitely opportunities to get more information, more diagnostics to, to direct us to the right therapy. The other thing that I think happens a lot is that we don't carry the duration of treatment long enough. And that can be hard if we don't know exactly what the cause is. But in right. general, when I'm using antibiotics for chronic skin disease, especially if there's infection component I use for at least three weeks and it's not unheard of to do much longer than that but we do base mm-hmm. that off of some kind of fact finding first so you know I do pretty much in these kind of situations if you were to walk into my office with your dog right now I would look at him and I'd say okay we need to get some skin sampling um, the more information the better we check for mites and we do an impression smear, looking to see what kind of surface cells might be there is there bacteria is there yeast um, we start with that. Um, in some cases, we might look at hormonal testing, um, whether there might be a thyroid problem, um, uh-huh. Cushing's disease, things like that, which can actually affect the skin. So that might be more based with blood work. A lot of times when I get through a point, oh, and then culturing, especially if we're going to be looking at those little pustules in between the feet there. Right. Because um, I've had some situations where we have to be on long-term antibiotics for six, eight weeks, and even longer. So that's where culturing can be very, very important. So we make sure we're picking the right antibiotic. And um, sometimes we can try to pick a cheaper one if we can based on culture results. Um, so yeah. if all of that has kind of already been done and where you're at, then I would definitely make sure that we are addressing food allergies with a hypoallergenic diet. Um, and, and that would be following your vet's direction on that, not just, you know, going to the store and saying, here, you know, here's one that's got, you know, sweet potato and venison. Um, right. Because a, a prescription uh, food allergy diet can actually be very, very helpful for a lot of these dogs. So I don't know where you're at with your diagnostics with things, but you did mention skin biopsy and that if you've kind of already been through some some and most of those. Yet. That's the next step that they suggested I did give him a medicated bath with some soap that I bought from them and last night um, it seems that his belly started turning pink again mm-hmm. and now it's going back towards the white mm-hmm. um, yeah and they suggested the biopsy of the toes but said it might be difficult because of healing process in the toes and he's constantly licking them and um, yeah. and it's also yeah. very expensive and I've, I've spent probably a thousand bucks already on that trip. Yeah, so, and this is where, unfortunately, as much as, you know, we would want as veterinarians to say, okay, I've got the magic thing, we're going to pull off the shelf and it's going to work. 
in situations such as yours, that's going to be less and less likely because we've already proven that that approach may not be helpful. So if there's other areas on his body that are have lesions that are easier to access, sometimes that can be done with just a local anesthetic without having to do a full general anesthesia. In between the toes, it's tough because usually we have to have a pet asleep for that because it's just a little too touchy, hard area to work on in an awake pet. Um, but but that may be a direction that, that really y- you need to look at doing. And there are some conditions, some um, interdigital furunculosis in particular, that can be very chronic, frustrating. And basically what happens is the hair follicle ruptures under the skin, and it actually acts like a foreign object in the dog's toes. So the dog has ongoing draining tracts in between their toes, which may improve temporarily with antibiotics. Um, but they'll eventually, it'll relapse and come back once they're off the antibiotic. And, and for those pets, those are some of them, I've had them on months of antibiotics, and they may need repeated surgeries to actually either remove the tract or to explore um, those areas and make sure there's you know not anything in there. But I, I do think, as, as painful as it may be, some further diagnostics sound like a direction that's going to be the most prudent for you. Okay. And then the other thing, you know, if you're not already considering this, is if you have a veterinary dermatologist in your area, a consultation with them may be um, in line as well. Dermatologist didn't even know there was such a thing. Absolutely. Believe it or not, there are specialists all throughout veterinary medicine from cardiology, um, you know, orthopedic surgeons, and anesthesiologists, uh, you just name it. Okay. Well, I, uh, I appreciate the call and the follow-up. Thanks, Rossi. Let's uh, take some more calls. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five for Doctor Debbie right now. And now it is Lucy's turn. Hey, Lucy, how are you doing? Uh, this is Mr. How are you doing today, sir? Very. Well, please don't call me, sir. That's my daddy. Where are you calling from, Lucy? Uh, Texas. Texas. Do they make everything? Austin, Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. I love Austin, Texas. Beautiful place you've got there. And now you got me talking in a southern draw. What's with that? I don't know. What's uh, what's going on with your animals? I got rumor Joey Villani here and Doctor Debbie here for you. Okay, I have a question for the doctor. Um, I have a he's a little horse now here, and he's got like a lump on his stomach. Is that is what would cause that? Okay. Tell me uh, where it's located on his stomach. Is it on his kind of his chest area, on his underbelly? Yes, yes ma'am. It's on his chest area. So where the lump is, is the hair still growing normally, like in the area around yes, it? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. It sure is. Okay. And is it, how does it feel if you kind of squeeze it, you know, like squeezing the Charmin? <laughs> what does it feel like? <laughs> it's kind of soft. You know, okay. it's not little soft. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and how big is it? Would you say like a quarter size, a dime? I say it's a quarter size, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, in that location, um, there's certainly a, a wide variety of different things that can pop up. But one of the more common types of tumors is actually going to be a fatty tumor or what we'd call a lipoma. And okay. they tend to be um, tumors that you know just kind of crop up usually on the lower half of a dog's um, chest or abdomen and um, the kind of the easiest way to check for that is to have your vet do a needle sampling of that um, where, where they just stick a syringe and needle in there collect some cells and um, you know send some slides out to look at that and uh, okay. if it just comes back looking like fat cells then the chances are it's mm, probably a fatty tumor I occasionally mean, we, we, can't act like it, we don't act like it bothers him or anything you know I could sit there and touch it 
and it don't bother him. I mean, he don't. I mean, he hasn't squeaked or nothing, you know. Yeah, and you know what? The interesting thing is with most actual tumors, and we use tumors as a word to describe lumps. So a lump is a tumor because it's abnormal. So um, okay. whether it's a bad kind of cancer or something, say, maybe like a benign a cyst, it's very rare that a dog is going to complain if you squeeze it or touch it. So I never really use that criteria when I'm worried about trying to decide if something, if a dog has cancer. It just doesn't help us. What it can help us determine is sometimes abscesses or infections. If you squeeze an area that's got that going on, you know, a pet may react. So, so I would say, you know, doesn't help us a whole lot. It's good that he's not painful, but, um, it doesn't, Knock anything off my diagnostic he list. Not too long ago, that was ten years old that died with uh, cancer. So that's why I was worried about this one. Yeah, and that's where I think taking that needle biopsy is really, it's a fairly inexpensive test that okay. um, can be done without any anesthesia, doesn't have to you know, be a major commitment, and you do, but it can give you and your veterinarian some better information on where it, this is going to go and what kind of thing you might need to do, because not every yeah. fatty tumor needs to be messed with. Um, some dogs, especially Labradors, are a breed, um, as well as uh, uh, Doberman Pinschers. We see tons of fatty tumors on these dogs as they get older, and you know, there's a point where it's just not always realistic to remove them. Um, okay. But I, I, I do think that that would be, you know, one of the best things that you can do to feel better about the situation. And if it is a fatty tumor, you know, some some folks will just say, let's watch and wait. Yeah, and that's my hope. That would be what I'd hope your baby has there. So, you're, in other words, you're saying to take you into the vet and have it checked out then? Just to be on the safe side, because there can be okay. some other types of actual cancer, some bad things that come up in that area. But, um, you know, and it's hard. I can't see your dog's lump and feel it myself. I'm kind of going off what you're saying, but that would be right, what right. I would hope and what the odds are in that location there. Right. And my other question is, he's kind of picky on eating his food. Uh-huh. He won't eat the hard food. He eats the canned soft food. Is that okay to give him the canned food? Well, it depends. Now, has he has he always been that way, or is that something that's just come with time that he prefers the canned food? He just started this. If, if that's a new eating trend for him, then I would definitely say when you have him there to get that lump looked at, have the vet look at his mouth. Because changing okay. from a strategy of eating dry food or a dog that likes to chew a lot to uh-huh. not doing that all of a sudden. can the doctor says his teeth look great for his age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's you know, what. I didn't know if that was something normal that dogs do, or you know. Well, it, it can be something like something as simple as dental problems. Um, sometimes it can be other things medically that could be going on that can affect their appetite. And when a pet has poor appetite, sometimes they'll turn away the dry foods or things that take mm-hmm. a little more crunching and may eat a canned food or even kind of a liquefied food, and they'll, they'll get yeah, that first. Yeah, like yesterday, you know, the day before yesterday, my mom and I went to the store and got him some of this bonafide food, and he ate it. He ate it that one day, and now he just don't want it. You know, okay. I'm just like worried, you know, is there something going on with him? Or is well, he just being stubborn, you know? Well, like I said, Lucy, I think we, we have a couple things I would definitely say would be well okay. worth 
getting that checked out and you know a- appetite changes you know if this is not a normal thing that your dog has done throughout its lifetime to me I take that seriously and, and that is a, a symptom until proven otherwise so I would definitely you know get that peace of mind and, and hopefully it is nothing serious and you've just got a picky boy I, but <laughs> yes, I appreciate your time and help Thank you so much, Lucy, for your call. Calling from Austin, Texas today. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. We're just around the corner from talking to the casting director of America's Got Talent. And we're going to send five acts, five animal acts. Hopefully you're listening now and you're saying, I want to train my animal to do something so that you could be on America's Got Talent. Pick up the million dollars. We're going to send five acts to the front of the line for the auditions coming up in your city in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Beth, wow, you look fabulous. Thanks. I mean, so refreshed. Mm, Must be the free facial I earned during February at Rite Aid. February? Yeah, you can earn all these great rewards just by shopping at Rite Aid. That sounds fab. It's February at Rite Aid. Earn rewards from mini golf to beauty treatments to vacations for every $50 you spend on participating products with your Wellness Plus card. Now through February 28th. Get shopping and start earning rewards today. Certain restrictions apply. Value and types of rewards will vary. See RiteAid.com slash February for details. Get to Lumber Liquidator's spring flooring kickoff sale and save on all the latest hardwood flooring trends. Get the hot new look of gray flooring plus 80 more styles of laminate from 49 cents. Check out gorgeous matte finished hardwood from Bellawood or choose from more than 200 styles of pre-finished hardwood from 169 plus deals on distressed floors and over 70 styles of bamboo from 179 and get 18 months special financing for deals on over 400 floors. Get to the spring flooring kickoff sale. Visit lumberliquidators.com to find a store near you. You know canine caviar for their great human grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs and that's why we're featuring all human grade tuna, salmon and chicken proteins with other hand chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information call 800-392-7898. Did you pay to do your taxes this year? Or did you not pay to do your taxes because you filed them for free on TurboTax and then you had some money to spend on something else, like a miniature train set so you can give all your two-inch tall friends a ride to a tiny post office or something. Anyhow, how you do your taxes is up to you, but if you want to pay absolute zero, then hop on TurboTax.com and file your taxes for free. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. For simple U.S. returns only. Offer may end without notice. See offer details at TurboTax.com. This is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. I've had it done to me. It's not that rough. (laughs) You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. It's Animal 
Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. And we'll head back to the phones in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, next hour, we're going to be talking to the casting director from NBC's AGT. We, yeah, we've hooked up with America's Got Talent, and we're going to send five listeners that have talented animals to the front of the line for additions for America's Got Talent. Wow. And, uh, oh, cool. And that's going to start in Tacoma, Boise, Las Vegas, and in Los Angeles by the 15th of this month. Yep, and no matter what How city cool you're that? in, we can send you to the front of the line. That's uh, on the way in just a couple Judy, of minutes. you had to pull that one off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my connection. That's a big deal. There well, you go. That is. That's pretty cool. You might remember the Olati dogs. They uh-huh. uh, they won two uh-huh. seasons ago. Yeah, I think picked up a million dollars. So we know there's some very cool animal acts, Talented animals out there. Hi, Candace. Hi. How, How are, are you? Doing? Good. Where are you calling from today? Down in California. Ooh. I have Dr. Debbie right here. I understand you need to talk to her. Yeah. I was oh, hi. Hi. How are you? Very good. good. What kind of critters do you have? Um, we have a pug. She's two years old, and she just had puppies eight weeks ago. Aw, yeah, wonderful. Um, I was just wondering, I knew, we noticed that she started getting spots all over her, black spots on her, she's a fawn, and she has black okay. spots on her coat. Wondering okay. if that was from her pregnancy. Is the dark spots that you're seeing, is she also losing hair in those areas? Oh, no, uh-uh, no. She, she's just turning dark, like her hair coat itself is turning dark, or her skin? Yeah, kind of like. She just looks like a leopard spot, you know? I mean, they're just weird. Okay. Well, we do know that female dogs, when they give birth, many of them have some very unusual hair coat changes. And, you know, about four weeks, even eight weeks after they give birth, a lot of them will actually lose almost all of their hair. <laughs> so there can be a real turnover and a change in the hair follicle cycle. So um, sometimes that can be where we'll see um, some pigment changes as well. Um, I'm not certain that's what you're seeing, but I would be watchful for, you know, if the hair is falling out, if there's more uh, color change that you're noticing. Um, that's usually a temporary thing, and once they've weaned the puppies, their hair coat does restore to its normal uh, luster um, in its previous uh, density and hopefully be back to normal once those babies are um, off in their happy homes. How many babies you got? Six. 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 Mm-hmm. Aw, wonderful. And is she being a good mom taking care of those guys? She's a really good mom. Yes, she is. Well, hopefully that's, like I said, all, all you're dealing with there. And make sure you get those babies into the vet. Six weeks is when the first puppy shots we want to be talking about doing, uh, as well as regular deworming. So Already done. All right, fabulous. Well, best wishes to you, and uh, take care of those babes. All right, thank you very much. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forward callers to your mobile phone. You can even get voicemails transcribed. Join over 150,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com. 
to find out what all the barking's about. Are you putting your money into an IRA, pension, or 401k? Then I hope you're prepared to lose 30, 40, 50% or more of your retirement savings. Because it's not a question of if the market crashes again. It's a question of when. It's going to happen. Did you know there is a way you can protect and grow your wealth safely and predictably every single year? The people using this approach didn't lose a penny when the market crashed in 2000 or 2008, and they won't lose a penny in the next crash. In fact, their money will continue to grow safely year in and year out, even when stocks, real estate, and other investments tumble. A free report detailing this savings program is now available. This free report shows how you can get guaranteed growth, safety, and wealth-building power without risking your retirement in the Wall Street casino. This is the best way to have a 100% secure retirement. It far outperforms any IRA or 401k. To get this free report, visit bankonyourself.com. That's bankonyourself.com. Bankonyourself.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. More evidence about how important pets can be in our lives. New findings show that pet therapy can help cancer patients get through those very challenging treatments. The study was done at Mount Sinai Beth Israel in New York City with 40 patients undergoing chemo and radiation. And it showed that interacting with therapy dogs following the treatment helped them get through it. And even as their physical and functional well-being declined, their well-being improved emotionally and socially when the dogs were present. Some of the patients said they would have stopped the treatments altogether before finishing them if it hadn't been for those therapy dogs. It's the first study of its kind involving cancer. It's just more evidence that pet therapy can be used as a very effective tool for patients and of just how wonderful animals really are. A family in Lodi, Ohio, is facing a horrible decision. They have to decide the fate of their 39-year-old pet. Now, that pet is a bear named Archie. Jeff Gilliam rescued the bear when he was six years old and stuck in a cage only four feet high. Well, now the Ohio Department of Agriculture says they either have to prove they have a permit for the bear, voluntarily surrender him to be tranquilized and transferred out of state, or transport him themselves. Archie's considered a senior bear at his age with not that many years left, and Gilliam's worried the bear could die from the tranquilizer or the trauma of losing his home. Now, the couple actually did have a permit for Archie up until 2013, When they went to renew it, they were told they didn't need one. The laws changed in Ohio back in 2012, and the Gilliams were told they were grandfathered because they'd had Archie before the laws changed. The Department of Agriculture there admits it's had a lot of trouble sorting out situations with people who had exotic pets before the law changed. The law now prohibits casual, dangerous wild animal ownership. Okay, if you have a less than romantic Valentine's Day coming up this year because of an ex, the San Francisco Zoo may have the right thing for you. You can adopt a hissing cockroach or a giant scorpion in the name of your ex. (laughs) The zoo says it could protect your karma, maybe, but it will help them continue its mission of connecting people with wildlife. If a romantic Valentine is on your list, and that's what I hope you've got, the zoo is also offering some cuter, more Valentine's Day-appropriate adoption opportunities like Red Panda or Ringtail Lemire. Of course, you don't really get the animal or the bug for real. It's it's an adoption in name only. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, only the good stuff. For more information, go to StellaAndChewy's.com. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Spring is closer than you think. Sam Adams Cold Snap is back. Oh, that's really nice. It's got a lot of flavor. It says springtime. Yeah, it's really good. It's very smooth. Cold Snap is light and refreshing. So this beer has 10 different ingredients. You have this really nice, complex spice and fruit flavor to it. Wow. It's got a lot going on. I like the name, too, Cold Snap. It's like we're kind of snapping out of that season. Yeah, this is my kind of beer. Crisp, refreshing, and Refreshing is the best word. Delicious. Sam Adams Cold Snap. Enjoy it while it's here. Bust beer. Bust the mask. Take responsibility. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. Don't make fun of it. That's how I got my humble beginnings. Yeah, I think it's cute. I would drive my little huffy bicycle around the neighborhood, and I would save animals. And I was the animal police, which, you know, was also an animal ambulance. If I uh, And I would also look for lost animals, and then I would transport them on my little huffy bike wherever I needed to. Oh, that's sweet. Do you have a badge and a hat and everything? I, I, you know what? Yeah. Not, only, not only do I have the badge, but here, Joey, I have it over he here. He still has it. Hanging on the wall for you to see. It looks like so. he hand wrote it when he was a wow. child. Animal police number 132 is the badge. 132 is your badge number? <laughs> yes. What I find strange is that I still have that and that I would ever recall it at any point in time. And uh, that's probably the only thing that I have from my childhood. <laughs> Because I sort of don't have my brain cells. Uh, in fact, loss of brain cells, where are we going? We uh, are talking oh, to the our animal hero ambulance. of the week. That's Al. why I was talking about the animal ambulance. Yes. Our hero of the week, her name is Cheryl Brady, and she's the owner and founder of Vet Care Animal Express Ambulance. And the first that I've actually heard of somebody legitimately doing this for a career. And I think that's awesome. I, I really do. I don't know. You know, the segue was about loss of brain cells, and then we came right into me. So I can relate to that a little bit. I can relate. Well, have you always done this, or is this something that's uh, just popped up in the last few years? No, this actually just popped up in the last few years. Um, I, You know, when I had my little epiphany, the epiphany was probably about six or seven years ago. It took me a year or two to... Uh, build it up and you know I stayed in corporate America while I um, did research and retrofitted vehicles and and interviewed emergency hospitals and and you know just got all of my ducks in a row before I took the great leap but uh, once I had that first um, epiphany is what I call it. it was after a friend had hit a dog 
I realized that I'd written a paper about this as a freshman in college, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the idea has always been with me, and it's really my purpose and what I'm supposed to be doing here. But uh, it all it all came back, and as I look back over my uh, my other, you know, three, four careers, you add them all up together, and it, it, it's kind of this. Now, let's fill in listeners, kind of paint the picture you drive an ambulance around that's been retrofitted you retro retrofitted and it's specifically for animals what animals that have been hit animals what what kind of animals do you deal with and where do they go once you put them in the ambulance well we deal with um mainly pets you know house pets any type of animals i mean we've had bunnies we've had iguanas it's primarily dogs and cats um but we have we work with all of the local we're we're very blessed in this area to have the resources. We have uh, five veterinary emergency hospitals, and two of those are critical care centers that are 24 hours. Um, you know, so I work with all of them. I work with all the family vets. We probably have 60 to 70 of those, and it's in my service area. Uh, so whether a, a pet is hurt at home and we need to get it from home to their family vet or from home to an emergency vet, or from a family vet to a critical care center, we do all of that. And every morning we do, um, from the uh, emergency hospitals, we return pets back to the family vets that need ongoing care. So you know how uh, pet owners usually have to be at an emergency vet by 7 o'clock or so, Mm -hmm. pick Mm -hmm. up their pet that still has IV catheters, is still very ill, a lot of them, you know, are still in serious condition, they need ongoing care, so rather than the owners having to handle pets like that, we handle those pets and get them back into their family vets. So is there really a big need for something like this? There is. In the, um, it's funny because I feel like we've just scratched the surface of awareness now that the word of mouth is traveling really quickly here. Um, but in the four and a half years that we've been in business, we're going on 4,000 transports. Holy moly. i got to think with 4,000 animals or 4,000 transports, that there's got to be a strange story in there <laughs> somewhere. There's got to be. Oh, like, yeah. There's, there's, yeah there, there's been different. <laughs> we're going to write a book that says you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> what, what are one, of the, one or two of the stories that really come to mind? Uh, we've gotten... We had to, you know, we handle a lot of deceased pets, too. And unfortunately, people find their pet um, passed away in their home. But this, this particular one was odd because it was uh, a goat. You know, so we had a, a full-size goat, you know, that we had to handle one time because, you know, the woman obviously couldn't, you know, she couldn't handle it, didn't know what to do with it and needed assistance. She wanted it cremated, so we handled that and got it to the, the vet's office. Um, we've helped police departments with, uh, you know, people that maybe have too many pets and need to get them. They may get evicted out of one home. They need to get them to another home. Um, we've helped in those cases. So those are a couple of the strangest cases that we've had. Are you the only one doing this, or are there other people in other states doing this? I've been, I'm starting to get more and more calls um, from across the country of people that want to start the same type of um, business. I, I've seen others. When I first started, I saw some that were more, you know, a lot of sitters will do transport, um, but I really didn't see any that were emergency, 24-hour, and certainly not, um, I don't know if you've seen our 
second ambulance, we have two vehicles now, and the second one actually is a human ambulance that I retrofitted just for pets. And that's what I was going to ask you. You mentioned some of your career, you know, uh, background was quite varied. Um, so are you from the veterinary field? Or are you a tech or a veterinarian? I, I used to, back in college, I was, I was pre-vet and I was a tech, you know, in high school and in um, my early years of college. I've also been a volunteer firefighter. Um, I'm the American Red Cross Pet CPR first aid instructor down in this area, uh, Sarasota Manatee. But all of that kind of added up together, uh, you know, with the firefight. A lot of what we do is, you know, you have to have firefighting or first responder type of training, you know, or, or mentality, really, you know. Is, yeah. um, because we get a lot of people, uh, it, it's a very emotional job, you know, so a lot of people get caught up in emotion and, and they want to help. Um, but we've had, I've had vet techs, you know, want to help. And once they've been on the ambulance, they'll, you know, they'll give the keys back and they'll say, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. some people are, some people are great in emergencies. Um, some people would rather do, uh, you know, ongoing, ongoing wellness care. Uh, and that's okay. But a big part of if people want to help with the ambulance, you know, a large part of it is, is training and, uh, riding with us to make sure that it's a proper fit for for them and the proper fit for us. Sure, and I bet you, you know, Hal asked if you saw any kind of crazy animals. I, I used to do um, home visits um, early in my career, and there's some crazy things you see about, about the way people live with their animals. Oh, and I'm sure you've probably we, seen that. We, yes, we have seen it all. We can, uh, the stories that we could tell, yeah. Um, you know, everybody's different, and you have to be very... Um, it's funny because it's earlier on in my career, you know, you like a, a set routine and you like to know what you're doing uh, each day and where you may be, and, and this is none Not of that. Not that job. You know, this is none of that. So uh, we never quite know what to expect. We just know, I mean, our, our core value is that we're going to um, help and provide the most help uh, in the most professional, compassionate manner as we can to get that pet help. So... Uh, a big part of this job is uh, also handling um, the humans, the owners, you know, because um, so, that could be even more difficult than handling the pets sometimes. So, oh, yeah. It takes a special type of person to do that, and you are that special type. And also our hero this week, Cheryl Brady, the founder of Vet Care Animal Express Ambulance. And if you happen to see her, you're listening to one of our Sarasota affiliates down there, and you happen to see her, go up and give her a hug and say, hey, thank you so much for what you've done. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by those fine folks at Stella and Chewy's. I remind you to pick up one of the intro packs, the Chewy's Chicken Dinner, the Simply Venison, the Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, or the Phenomenal Pheasant, and just see how much your animals enjoy this stuff. It is the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, and her coat is amazing. She likes all five flavors. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have the honor of presenting to you the dog father, Joey Volani. You know, this year must be a really, really bad year for, for um, dry, itchy skin for, yep. for dogs and cats for some reason because I'm getting more questions and more people that are coming into the grooming salon. And um, it's not that we're using different products, but um, they, they seem to be having more of a problem. Listen, the, the main problem, um, and pet owners don't want to hear it, is a lot of it's um, nutritional-based until you get that perfect balance of nutrition in your dog's system. Um, you know, sometimes the skin is going to be a little dry and itchy, and other times it could be the environment. If you are in an arid um, area or, um, you know, the, your heat is on in your home, which it's winter, and that's a big part of the problem. So generally what I say, just hydrate the coat, but it seems to be more of a problem. So a lot of people are asking for... What kind of products do I look for? Because the shelves are full of different type of pet mo- um, skin moisturizers. The first thing you want to do, and this was a really good question, because a lot of the products out there just sit on top of the coat, and they're oil-based. And what ends up happening is it's um, they sit on the coat, they don't really absorb, and then they become tacky, and they make your dog become a dust cloth um, that picks up everything and then knots it and tangles it. So... The first thing you want to do is put the product in your hands, spray it in your hands, um, pour it in your hands, and rub it in. And it should absorb like a good moisturizer, a good skin moisturizer that you would use. It shouldn't sit on your hands like Vaseline or something like that would. But unfortunately, a lot of the products out there do that. If it does that, that's the thing I would stay away from. There's really, really good products out there that will absorb right into the skin. And if it absorbs into yours, it's going to absorb into your pets as well, and it'll do a better job. But remember, this is just a quick fix. You know, we got to figure out what the um, what the, what the real problem problem is here, um, if it's your environment again, or if it's nutritional. So that's what you want to find out. But in the meantime, at least you can give your pet a little bit of relief. And um, when they're groomed, just you know, make sure that their groom is doing a moisturizing treatment and then keep up with it at home. And again, just a little um, distilled water in a spray bottle sprayed on your dog's coat will help, but you know what? You, sometimes you need something a little bit better. Mm. So go to your local pet shop, check out the stuff, spray it in your hands, and um, go from there. Mm. You once told us that we could use like bounce dryer sheets to get rid of static electricity, which happens a lot right now with all the dry Absolutely. dryness. That doesn't affect them? I mean, if they lick that, that won't affect them? No, I mean, because it's not leaving anything behind. It's um, just, just taking away the static. It's a trick that a lot of handlers do before they take their dogs in the, in the ring. Now, let's put it this way. I mean, I don't want to. I, I, I don't. I don't want to be, you know, swabbing my dog down to death with it. But I mean, if you know, if you got a dog that's nodding because of static electricity in in the house, and you want a quick fix. Um, you can use that. I mean, after that, I would go to the you know the local pet store and get a static guard for pets, which they do make. Um, really? Uh, we use it. In, in, yeah, we use it. We use it in the salon all the time. It's um usually you'll find what's called a scissoring spray. The worst thing is when a groom is scissoring a dog and the hair is following the scissor. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't really help to get a um, nice even color. But it doesn't. All right, then you get a balloon and you rub it on them, right? <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Judy wants me to tell you that you can download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download thanks to those folks over at Drs. Foster's and Smith. 
And you can also ask your questions directly from the app as well as listen to the show anytime you want. Plus, you can nominate a hero. If you know of someone, do it right on the app. It is so easy. That's such a good idea. You're not finding enough heroes? Because there's lots of heroes out there. I'm sure there are. I, I, I'm finding them. It's just tough. Yeah. It takes a little bit. That's why they're heroes. Let's uh, go mm. to Sue. Hi, Sue. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? I'm actually calling from Driftwood, Texas. Driftwood, Texas. That sounds so... I just picture nothing. <laughs> Dust. <laughs> uh, driftwood. Uh, driftwood and a tumbleweed rolling across. Yeah. Is, it kind of looks... It's got trees like California, actually. Oh, well, then it's probably very pretty. What's going on? Do you have troubles with your animals? I got the whole team here for you. Oh, well, good. We moved on to a property, and there were four cats, and we've adopted them all. And they're outside cats, and they have ear mites. Mm. We took one to the vet, and she got a product that kills four things at once. And I'm thinking, I think you have to do it every month. And it's like, Mm -hmm. gee, four times 20 bucks, that's 80 bucks just for medication and it's like ugh, I can't do that so okay. I'm trying to figure out what in the world I can do I know there's two different pesticides I've heard mineral oil might work and then the bedding do I how often do I do I change the bedding because they sleep in a converted dog house with hay so it's okay. warmer in the winter I just don't know what I should do okay so these do these cats come inside at all or are they pretty much they're just outdoor cats that you just they're, take care of they are just outdoor cats Okay. And then um, do they interact with any pets of your own that you already have? No. And did the veterinarian that saw your kitty, did they actually see ear mites on a sample and say, ah, I looked under the microscope and I saw this creepy crawler? Yes, they did. They did. Perfect. Great, because that's really important because ear mites are definitely one of the most common causes of ear infection in cats, but it's not the only one. So we always do want to make sure we do really see those creepy crawlers in there. Um, so a couple things. First of all, ear mites pretty much live on and near um, an animal's ears. So if we have dogs, cats, rabbits, ferrets, all sharing the same living space, and they're sh- sharing close quarters, um, uh-huh. cuddling up to each other, having contact, we do worry about that contamination between animals. But generally, these kind of mites don't live in the environment. They just really like to stay close to their meal, and their whole life cycle is really quite close in the ear environment. Um, in oh. fact, people don't really even get any kind of symptoms with ear mites. There's only been some you know, rare cases of people getting skin irritation. So, so most uh-huh. of your efforts are really going to be on the cats, and, and that can be tough because with outdoor cats, they are in an environment. They, they may be encountering other cats as well, which oh, yeah. could, re, could re-infest them. So in normal closed uh, household situations, we treat for ear mites, and we're very comfortable that if we treat effectively, we treat the whole group of animals, we're going to get control of this. But you you may run into some problems because you do have this outdoor cat scenario. Now, I don't mm-hmm. see a harm in kind of cleaning the bedding and things like that within the, the cat house, uh, the cat house, if you will, but um, I don't think that's going to be something you really need to spend a lot of extra efforts on. Oh, um, and, okay. And let me ask you, are all the cats fairly tame? Are you able to handle them on a daily basis, or yes. is it something you... Yes, okay. I can. Okay. All so of them. some... And, and that de- depends what kind of product we might use as well. There are some uh-huh. fabulous products that you can use as a spot-on product, and we typically will use those about once a month. And that may be what one of the products that your veterinarian um, got for you. Was it the Multi Advantage Multi? It was Revolution. 
Revolution. Okay. And revolution is one that I typically use quite a bit for cats with ear mites. And the trick is to treat all the kitties. So um, right. that would be a fabulous product you can use. Um, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, normally one treatment is all we need to do, but sometimes I'll do a second just to be on the safe side. Uh-huh. But uh, you do mention, you know, mineral oil, and, and that is actually kind of one of the kind of the cheap home care uh, tips that you can use for ear mites in dogs and cats is we can use mineral oil, vegetable oil, um, sometimes uh, olive oil we'll use. And the idea is you basically put enough in the ear canal that you're going to be coating and basically smothering um, the mites. The downside to that is it has to be done once a day pretty much for three weeks in a row. So um, that's why if you can't catch the cats, it could be a tough thing and a very messy thing. So I have to say, it's not something I typically recommend for folks, even though it's cheap and readily available. It has to be done frequently. The cats get kind of tired of the whole thing. So for me, I do like the the, the monthly spot-ons. There also are some other topical products. Um, there is a um, ivermectin-containing um, eardrop that you can get from your veterinarian, and that usually you can treat um, once in the ears, and then I usually repeat it two weeks later. And that might be something that might be a little bit more economically friendly for you um, uh-huh. that you can use, um, and you can use that on all the kitties, and you only have to apply it a few times, so it's not like you're you know having to catch them every day. Um, so that might oh, be the, okay. the other yeah, type of... Yeah, that sounds attractive, that's for sure. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to do it every day. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and I applaud you for taking care of these kitties and, uh, you know, hopefully also take care of some of the other things that they might need, like some basic rabies vaccinations, things like that, just to keep oh, yeah. them safe. And two of them are getting spayed tomorrow. <laughs> oh, awesome. Good, good. So what was this product that you... Um, uh, said that I could get? Yes. The, the one brand name that I use is called Acarex. It's A-C-A-R-E-X-X. Okay. Okay. And it's, an, it's an ivermectin-containing um, topical that you put in the ears. All right. And you put it in like once every two weeks? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, should I be doing this once every two weeks forever? Well, we wouldn't typically do it forever. Um, just it, it's not something I would typically recommend. But um, I would definitely do it initially. Try to make sure if you can follow up with a veterinarian if it looks like we've got complete treatment, and then it may be something throughout the year you do intermittently if we're worried about infestations uh, or reinfestations. Okay. All right. Um, and then you know what? I've put some mineral oil in their ears a week ago, mm-hmm. and so then if I put this Acarex in there, is, is the oil going to make render it? ineffective? Well, it depends on how much oil is in the ears currently. But yeah, if they're already lubed up and if you were already, say, doing the mineral oil for you know many days or weeks, yeah, you're going to have a lot of gunk in there and you're going to probably want to have those ears cleaned out or at least give it some time for the residual stuff to come out of there. Is it necessary that I clean out their ears? Well, I just don't want to have a ton of oil or waxy product in there. Um, so okay. If, All right. If you're still having problems, Sue, in a, in a few weeks, let us know and I'd like to, to do a follow-up, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you so very much. I appreciate the help. Of course. Thanks for listening. Toll free. It's 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team right now. Celebrating the connection with our pets. 
This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, this hour, we're going to talk to the casting producer for America's Got Talent from AB, uh, NBC. Whoops, wrong network there. And uh, they're yeah, looking. That, would, that didn't go over well. No, I'm sorry about that. Scratch that. You didn't hear that, right? Anyway, if you have an animal act, Perhaps uh, like Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, she can jump through hoops and do all kinds of backflips and all kinds of things. But when you put her in front of people, she doesn't do that anymore. But if you have one of those animals that does perform well in front of people and you'd like to have them on America's Got Talent and go for that million-dollar prize, we'd like to send you to the front of the line for auditions in your city. So here's what you need to know. This hour, we're going to talk to the casting producer. She'll tell you all about it. You need to either uh, email us or give us a call and tell us about your act at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, or your voice at animalradio.com. We'll put this information over at the website, so if it's uh, too much information coming your way too fast, just think about that great animal act. And I'm thinking I'd like to uh, put together some kind of animal act just so that I can get in front of Heidi, Heidi Klum, who is Heidi. This isn't her name, Heidi. Oh Don't boy, be a creep, Hal. I know, isn't that? Wasn't that creepy? <laughs> yeah, that is. That is a little. Yeah, that is a yeah, little. Yeah, that was creepy. Speaking of animal acts, let's hit the phones toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five right now. Hey, Walter, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? Barbersville, West Virginia. Barbersville, West Virginia. I can't say that I've ever been there. Is it nice? It's pretty nice. Yes. Oh, okay. So you got animals. What kind of animals do you have? Well, I have a, a one and a half year old spayed female cat. And what's going on with her? Well, she always wants to go over to my neighbor's yard where because he feeds the birds, so there are always birds flitting around there. Mm-hmm. And I've chased her away. My neighbors chased her away. Even two cats chased her away, but she still <laughs> insists on going back, and I'd like to find out if there's some way I can keep her from going over there. What do you think, Doc? Well, you know what? There definitely is, and it's called a door. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, keeping kitties indoors would probably be the, the, the simplest thing I could offer you on that. Um, and I'm being a little joking here because I know some cats and some f- folks are used to that outdoor lifestyle. Um, but you know, the truth is there's birds there. There, that's like real live cat. TV, but in 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 the flesh. So that's very exciting. There's probably not going to be a lot you can do to unmotivate her to go over there. There there are some things depending on your property, and also honestly, how much you, effort you want to put into deterring her um, that you can try utilizing. And and if your property does so allow um, actual fencing, so if you have either a block wall or fencing around the area. Actually, you can get um, additions to the wall. Um, basically, they call it cat fencing. And it kind of curves back towards your property and has different variety of types of uh, gate material or um, wire that you put up there. And that helps to keep them in the property. And that works great if you've got the kind of uh, area where you can fence everything in fully. Well, I do, um, I do have a cat fence in the back, um, but it's a small yard, and uh, she she just is unsatisfied by just being able to go out into the small yard. So she comes in the house and starts begging me to let her out. <laughs> you know? Oh, there I, you I, go. So, like so the cat fence has, works, but you're you're letting her through the fence. Yeah, yeah, because she's just unhappy, you know, in this small space that I gave her. 
Yeah. Well, the, the other things that we do um, recommend for cat owners that still allow them to get a taste of the outdoors without necessarily harming wildlife or you know encroaching on neighbors' property is building cat enclosures, basically like a cat patio that can be fenced in. You can have um, little window seats there. Um, some people put bird feeders outside so that they can attract the wildlife so that kitty can watch and see but not um, attack. And, um, you know, that would be something to, to look into building as well. You know, some of the other deterrents, you know, there's there's things that you can put out that are granules to deter cats or wildlife. You know, I find those don't really make a hill of a difference um, in these situations. There are some um, motion-activated deterrents, which could be difficult in a large property um, unless we're just trying to stay away from a particular zone. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, you know, activated with either um, spritzing water or giving off uh, puffs of air. Um, but, but again, those I, I usually use more for the individual cat owner when they're trying to keep, say, a stray away from their house or from their entrance to their home. Yeah. There are, for dogs, we do use, um, the, uh, invisible fencing, you know, where the, the dog wears a collar, um, you put, uh, an, barrier fencing beneath the ground and it emits an electrical signal when yeah. they cross that threshold. For dogs that can work really well. Cats it can be a real disaster very honestly oh. um, because it, it can get really freaked out by the electronic correction and it can actually be counterproductive. Um, so it doesn't always really work with cats. I have known of some folks that will use a product like that that is accompanied with a citronella dispensing collar and that is a uh, type of a collar that emits that kind like that citronella candle, the, the mosquito uh, candle smell. Um, so that might be something if you had um, a distributor in your area or someone who could set that up, that you might be able to use that in a little more cat-friendly manner. I see. In other um, words, it's an invisible fence that somehow activates the collar to uh, emit the citronella? Yes. So there's generally there's a, an outer barrier, and it has to be installed by the company. So but they generally have had clients very happy with the service on um, these type of products. And there's an initial interior zone that when they get to that, they get, say, like an audible tone saying, hey, you're, you're treading in bad territory. If they continue further, at least the dog formula, it's an electronic um, correction they get on their collar. Um, but, yeah, if you can get one with the Citronelle, I would probably lean towards that with a cat. I, I I don't. I don't think the other form is going to do well for you. Okay. Let me now. If I was to try to keep her in the house, she mm-hmm. would need somebody to keep her busy for hours. And I oh, see sure. these various toys, like little tracks with balls going around. Is there anything that you can suggest that would really keep the cat occupied for a long time? You know, the problem with cats is they get bored within five minutes. So it's not just one thing. Uh, you need to have a whole smorgasbord of entertainment for cats. So that's why window seats, the, the kitty enclosures that give you a little bit of the outdoors in, those are very important, especially for cats that is accustomed to going outside. Uh, um, a lot of perching sites, um, but the interactive toys where there's like a moving mouse or a laser um, thing that's moving, those are all really wonderful for cats that are used to a lot of prey. Um, they're doing a lot of hunting. That's going to be very important. And then there's food dispensing toys as well for cats. So there's different types of little cubes that they can push around. You can put cat food or treats in there and really make the indoors more um, stimulating for them. Okay. But, yeah, well, you got to be ready. You, you, you're going to have to be like a one-man show. You're going to have to like say, oh, look at this cat toy, and then pull out another one ten minutes later. Oh, look uh, at yeah. this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Good luck with you. that, Walter. 
Thank you, Doctor. Uh, toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Beth, wow, you look fabulous. Thanks. I mean, so refreshed. Mm, must be the free facial I earned during February at Rite Aid. February? Yeah, you can earn all these great rewards just by shopping at Rite Aid. That sounds fab. It's February at Rite Aid. Earn rewards from mini golf to beauty treatments to vacations for every $50 you spend on participating products with your Wellness Plus card. Now through February 28th. Get shopping and start earning rewards today. Certain restrictions apply. Value and types of rewards will vary. See RiteAid.com slash February for details. Get to Lumber Liquidator's spring flooring kickoff sale and save on all the latest hardwood flooring trends. Get the hot new look of gray flooring plus 80 more styles of laminate from 49 cents. Check out gorgeous matte finished hardwood from Bellawood or choose from more than 200 styles of pre-finished hardwood from 169 plus deals on distressed floors and over 70 styles of bamboo from 179 and get 18 months special financing for deals on over 400 floors. Get to the spring flooring kickoff sale. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. Did you pay to do your taxes this year? Or did you not pay to do your taxes? Because you filed them for free on TurboTax. And then you had some money to spend on something else. Like a miniature train set. So you can give all your two-inch tall friends a ride to a tiny post office or something. Anyhow, how you do your taxes is up to you. But if you want to pay absolute zero, then hop on TurboTax.com and file your taxes for free. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. For simple U.S. returns only. Offer may end without notice. See offer details at TurboTax.com. Hi, everybody. This is Frankie Avalon, and I love animal radio. Keep listening. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by the fine folks at Company of Animals. I'm holding in my hand the Baskerville Ultra Muzzle. This is kind of cool. It is cool. It's kind of soft, like, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's like soft rubber. It's not. We were talking with the people over at Company of Animals. It's a company that is based out of the UK. And we were talking about muzzles. Apparently, they use muzzles a lot in the UK, more than we do here in the US. And there's, you know, there's a lot of problems that we can really solve. Yeah. One of them is if you if you know a dog that eats out of the garbage. We all know <laughs> the dog that eats out of the garbage, tips over the metal can. The Baskerville Ultra Muzzle from Company of Animals, it's tough, but it's really comfortable for the dog and most importantly, secure. And Let me tell you something. Yes. And that's important that they're secure because, especially in a grooming salon, when you get a dog that's aggressive and they get that muzzle off and now they are looking at you, um, you want to make sure that they're <laughs> on the security. 
how very, very important. You can find out more at companyofanimals.us. Let's uh, go to Diana. Hi, Diana. How are you? Hi, I'm just fine. Thank you. Where are you calling from today? From California. Gotta love it. What's going on with you? Well, I uh, my sister passed away a couple of years or a couple of months ago. I'm sorry. And thank you. We took um, two of her dogs in. One of them is a male. He's like a terrier Chihuahua mix, and he's marking inside my house his territory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and, and I take it is he neutered? No, he's not. I'm, that's my next step. I'm going to have him neutered, but. Okay. Well, because that really is, for a male dog, it's one of the, the core ways that they communicate their territory. And the drive to do that is very heavily hormonally controlled. Not that it's the sole thing, but in an unneutered male dog, um, it's almost une- inevitable that they're going to mark in a house. Um, and we have, I have some folks that. It, I'm sorry. Four female. We have four small female dogs in the house too. Holy cow! And are they yeah. spayed or? Yes, they were just spayed. <laughs> they were okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, male dogs. This is this is something not uncommon. Um, so for where you're at, until his little gonads are gone, <laughs> this is going to be a challenge. And the good thing is that you know um, a lot of that may be improved by neutering him. But since he is already an adult and he's been doing this, there is some learned component to that. So it's not going to magically go away, and it's going to need to be followed up with some good behavioral training. And a lot of this kind of goes back to the fundamentals with dogs and them feeling comfortable with their territory so that they don't have to mark inside. Because we know that a, a nervous and anxious and insecure dog is going to urine mark in an environment more readily than a dog that's comfortable, that's um, confident in his situations, and you know that's not so f- nervous or fearful. So a lot yeah. of this, I, I really emphasize basic obedience training and leash commands. Um, A dog that knows that the human is the gentle leader in the household um, is going to follow the rules and not be as inclined to say marking in the house saying, hey, this is my zone. Because he's going to say, hey, this is my parents' zone. I live here with them, but I don't have to mark. Um, okay. So, so, it, and that's going to be you know working on come sit, uh, all those basic leash commands, and then really with him, he's going to be a dog that I would not allow free access and free roam of the home at all. Okay. Um, because he does need to have um, a very supervised environment where you can watch him, and I, I don't like to heavily punish when you catch them in the act unless you can actually get him outside to the proper area, and then you say, you know, no, 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 and then you say, yes, good boy, we're going yeah. outside, you take him out on a leash, you give him that good praise or even a treat when he does it. So yeah. kind of treat him like he's that eight-week-old puppy that you might have, and um that's where a lot of folks actually we will fail in these situations because we think, ah, oh, they're adults, they can run around, they'll be fine. Uh, but you really do need to accompany that with heavy praise and positive rewards where he does go okay. when he does go where you want him to go. Okay, and, yes, we have doggy door and he goes outside, you know, through the doggy door. But I'll find him, you know, where he has Mark, not in the act because he won't do it in front of me. He's a little. His name is Rascal, and he, he matches his. Name. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, I will find later. I'll go. Oh. Really? Yeah. You just marked on the bag? Thank you. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
And, you know, I, I've dealt with this with my little boss man. Uh, I have a little terrier. And when I first got him, he wanted to mark all over the place. And what I had to do was take control. So when we went out on a leash, he didn't just go pull me aside and go to a tree to go marking. He wanted to, and he did at first. I worked with him and corrected that. So when I gave him the word, go potty or go to the bathroom, he was permitted to go to the side and mark, but not mm-hmm. until I told him it was okay to. And that's a lot of just kind of learning that respect and that leash command. And, that, right. and that, that's where you'll you'll need to work on the efforts. And then one other little tool you can use in the household um, for male dogs that can help them to not tinkle on themselves um, or tinkle in the house is to use a belly band. And it's a little type of an um, uh, elastic band that you put over the boy parts, right over the lower abdomen. and. Uh-huh. If he were to urine mark with that on, it's basically he tinkles up against his skin, and it's an unpleasant oh. situation. And a lot of dogs actually, it, it can help them to not do that because they uh, they don't like that sensation. You know, just like a, a baby in a diaper. At like a, a pet place or just a piece of oh, a sure. You may okay. find that online or yeah at local pet stores, and they're basically just known as belly bands. Okay, that's that's a great idea. I like that. Okay, well, okay. good luck with that, Diana, and, and bless you. you for taking those babies in. Yeah, they're sweethearts. <laughs> That's why we have five now. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for your help. Take care. one 405 to reach out to the Dream Team right now. And lest I not forget, if you have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, please check out Dr. Debbie's books, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. In fact, we have links over at the Animal Radio website. Are you working on more breeds, by the way? You know, I'd like to say I am, but some days it's just tough getting through the business day. <laughs> I know. You're staying busy. I'm surprised you got that many out. Okay, listen up. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be talking to a casting director from America's Got Talent. And she is looking for those animal acts, and she wants to put them in front of the line for five animal radio listeners that have amazing animal acts. And I know, Judy, uh, well, I'm sorry, you know, I... <laughs> Can't say ladybug. You've trained her very well. But uh, she when does she it gets, at home. When you get her out in public, that's when she clams up. She so. just stands there and looks at me. But if Could you, she like be a fashion model with all of her outfits and all? She could be if she just wasn't uh, a fearful of crowds. That would be the big oh. problem there, yeah. So uh, what I wanted to say is if you do have an animal that you have an act with, you've trained them to do something amazing, and you think that you can pick up the million dollars in America's Got Talent, we can send you to the front of the line at auditions to audition in front of Howie and Howard and Mel B and Heidi. Heidi. Well, See, I, I just said that. I just want to get an act so I can just go audition in front of Heidi. Oh, boy. <laughs> You just blush and stand there. Or do I know. Yeah, he wouldn't uh, even be able right? to speak. It'd be like exactly. He'd be like Ladybug. Yeah, he'd be worse. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> uh, Miss Tammy Treehill working so hard in the newsroom. What do you got going on this hour? Well, you know, if you have an, a dog that goes outdoors or out go hiking with your dog, you got to be conscious of rabies because, you know, that's been the kiss of death if your dog got bit by a, a rabid animal. But there's some new research that really changes the way we might want to think about rabies and how we deal with it. It's really exciting. Let's hit the phones toll-free, oh. 1-866-405-8405. And let's take a call for Joey Villani. We have BJ on the phone. Hey, BJ. Hey, how Joey. What's going on? BJ? Well, I love you on Dogs 101. Just, I love it. I just watch you because it's so cool. Thank you. Um, I have a Boston terrorist, and (laughs) he gets dirty ears between his bathings, and 
I, so I went and bought some real high-toned ear wash, but I don't want to take, I want to deep clean his ears, but how do I do that? Because my groomer says that his ears are dirty. Well, there's a couple of ways you could do it. Um, let me ask you, what kind of ear cleanser do you have? Do you know the name by any chance? Royal Treatment. Royal Treatment. Okay, okay. Um, it's one that I, that I um, haven't heard of. Um, if I see it um, and, and, and read the ingredients, um, possibly. Because you want to be careful. A lot of these ear cleaners uh, are, you should just use on, on a cotton swab and wipe out the ear. But if you go to your veterinarian, you can get something called Odie Cleanse which works real good. Now, let's just say that you can't get to your veterinarian and, and you just want to do something in between. What you could do is get yourself a, um, a a container of witch hazel. They usually come in like 16 ounces, I believe, the one that you just you get in a, in a regular drugstore. Okay. Some tea tree oil, and you're going to add, and, and when I say tea tree oil, it's essential oil. You don't want to get a blend of anything. Tea tree oil, what did it, it do? It'll kill any fungus or bacteria. And you're going to put 20 drops of that tea tree oil right into that witch hazel. What you'll do is you'll take a dropper and just put two to three drops in each ear, massage the base of the ear, Okay, let him shake his head, wipe it out with a cotton swab, and that'll that'll work wonderfully. Actually, it's um it's something that I use in a, in a grooming salon all the time, and that, that should um take care of that should take care of your problems and um keep the ears clean. Do they have an odor? No, no, because I'm always kissing okay, him so on the nose and snuggling him, so I've never smelled it, <laughs> and I know if it okay. smells, there's ear mites. Well, it did not necessarily ear mites, but it could it could be a start of infection. So that's good that you don't smell anything. But you know what? This will keep his ears squeaky clean. So there you go. And best of luck with your dog. I, 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 Boston Terriers are one of my favorites. Aren't they so cute? Thank they really you. are. BJ, thanks Thank for your you. call. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. If you have a dog that pulls, like I do, come here, Max, and let me put on the Halty Harness. The Halty Harness will help your dog stop pulling by providing front body control. Check out the Halty range by the Company of Animals. It includes the Halty Training Lead, Halty Head Collar, Halty Training Harness, and the OptiFit Head Collar, which comes with a DVD training guide. To find a Halty range retailer near you, visit www.companyofanimals.us. It will change your life. Good boy, Max. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. I'm a mid-century architectural wonder, a house made entirely of glass. So you can imagine my fright when giant pieces of hail started falling from the sky. Did I mention I'm made entirely of glass? Everyone was running here, running there, trying to get out of the house, but what am I to do? I am the house. Your house can't protect itself. That's why the GEICO Insurance Agency helps make it easy to switch and save on homeowner's insurance. You could save even more when you combine your homeowners with an existing auto insurance policy. Call GEICO, go to GEICO.com, or visit your local office. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, the world is your office with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. 
On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business with all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. There is some new research on rabies. It was done at Kansas State University. It could change the way we think about rabies and also prompt a lot more people to keep up with their pets' rabies shots. Now, if a pet is exposed to rabies and is up to date on the boosters, you just need to get the animal another booster and they'll be fine. But pets that aren't up to date usually end up in quarantine at the vets for six months to make sure they don't come down with the disease. Some people can't afford the cost of that long quarantine, so they opt to euthanize the pet. The study found that pets with out-of-date vaccines do respond to the boosters and that a titer test should be done. It measures the neutralizing antibody titers in the blood. Now, if they're below a certain point, the booster shot's given, and then a 40 five-day-at-home quarantine is enough, but the animal has to have had that initial rabies shot for this to work. The titer test could also keep from over-vaccinating pets, which is an issue when you adopt or rescue an animal and you don't know what shots it's had. Trials have been done that show over-vaccination can cause tumors and other health problems. Now, I have always liked the slogan, in dog we trust. And if you do too, you might want to get in on this. It's a rug that's been in the entranceway to the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office in Florida for several months now. It's forest green. It's got the sheriff's gold badge on it. And where it's supposed to say, in God we trust, well, they made it wrong. It says, in dog we trust. Hundreds of people have walked on that rug without noticing. A deputy finally spotted it the other day. Wait, wait. What city was that in? Pinellas County, Florida. Florida, okay. Uh-huh. That's funny that no one noticed it. Maybe there's a mirrored ceiling, so when you look up at the ceiling, it looks right. <laughs> Maybe a dog made it. Well, you, you never that could know. happen. I think it's cool that they're going to auction it off with the proceeds going to a local animal rescue group. And that, dr- uh, that rug was originally costing $500. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Times are different than they were when Geico started saving people money over 75 years ago. Everybody takes photos of their food nowadays. You can bet none of us kids would snap pictures of mom's tuna casserole surprise. To this day, we don't know what the surprise was, nor do we want to. We didn't always have tasty food, but we always had great car insurance with Geico. Geico, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. 
Jeff. Wow, you look fabulous. Thanks. I mean, so refreshed. Mm, must be the free facial I earned during February at Rite Aid. February? Yeah, you can earn all these great rewards just by shopping at Rite Aid. That sounds fab. It's February at Rite Aid. Earn rewards from mini golf to beauty treatments to vacations for every $50 you spend on participating products with your Wellness Plus card. Now through February 28th. Get shopping and start earning rewards today. Certain restrictions apply. Value and types of rewards will vary. See RiteAid.com slash February for details. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a new business number or keep your current one. Sound professional with a main greeting and multiple extensions that forward callers to your mobile phone. You can even get voicemails transcribed. Join over 150,000 small businesses who stay connected with Grasshopper. See how it works at grasshopper.com. The Entrepreneur's Phone System. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. It's Animal Radio. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. No, Judy, you cannot train Ladybug in time for this. I'm, tr- I'm pretty sure. I'm trying. We're trying real hard. She, she can almost sit. But can she do that in front of a crowd of people? That's. I doubt it. Uh, I'm telling you. We are looking for the most talented animals anywhere. And we want to put you in the front of the line for auditions for America's Got Talent on NBC. They're going to be in your city hopefully very, very soon. San Francisco in just a few days, Tacoma, Boise, Las Vegas, and in L.A. And if you live in one of those cities and you have some talented animals, we want to hear from you toll-free at 1-866-405-8405 or send us your email to yourvoice at animalradio.com. And we welcome... Casting producer, Aaron Tomasello. Is it Tomasello? It is. Thank you so much for having me. I didn't know if those two L's were like uh, silent or how that worked. Like a Y. Or... So how are you doing? You're, I'm, you're, you're... I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we're super excited to kick off season 10. It's any age, any talent, any dream. You know, we're always looking for some great animal acts. So it's very exciting. Now, I must remind listeners that it was not last season, but the season before, the Alate Dogs won. They went away with the title and the million dollars. So if you have an animal act, you can actually win America's Got Talent, right? Yes. And, you know, actually, last last season we had a pig named... Um, mudslinger, and yep. he he didn't even win, but he became this viral hit. And so, you know, the platform that we have, we air in 146 different countries. Wow. It's huge. So, you know, yes, the grand prize is amazing, but mudslinger's in high demand now. You know, <laughs> so he's a big deal. Now, Simon has given you a criteria for good acts, and of course, Simon being the producer of AGT, what criteria are those? You know, this show, I I don't even have criteria because it. Is is so crazy, you guys. It's all over the board. I mean, you think, oh, this would never be a talent, and then it is, and it's amazing, and that's what's kind of special about us. You know, it's any age, any talent, any dream. Um, I couldn't dream up of some of the stuff that comes through that door. I know there's a lot of people looking down at their radio and going, I've trained my, <laughs> my animal to do, do this. That. Yes. You might be interested that we can put you at the front of the line for auditions. Is that correct? Absolutely. I'm going to offer you guys some front-of-the-line passes, and these are good for any open call. Um, St. Louis, San Antonio, Santa Clara, Tacoma, Boise, Las Vegas, Los Angeles. These will work at any open call. 
it's an amazing opportunity. They, you know, you show up and there's a line around the block and you get to bypass that line. And wow. especially if you bring your pet with you, yeah. you know, we all know that it's never fun to, you know, kind of have to wait around and do stuff. So we can just kind of make your whole process really fast. I never thought about that, but that is correct. If you're at the end of the line with your animal, you've got to wait with your animal, and your animal's not going to be happy when you get to the front of the line. It is a really, really good opportunity, and I wanted to mention, if you have anybody listening in the room right now where it's too far of a drive, where it's not, you know, within a couple hundred miles and you don't want to make the trip or you can't, you have another obligation, Uh you can upload online. So that website is www.agtauditions.com. I always say if you're in town and it's uh, you're, you can do it, come meet us in person. I think you got a better shot in person. But if you can't make it, that online audition is just as good. You see, I'm putting an act together now so I could just be down there and meet Heidi. That's, there you I, go. That's all I'm So if somebody has an animal act, are there certain rules? Uh, do you have to sign extra paperwork or, or anything like that when you sign up for auditions? I mean, they they have different things once they actually make it on. You know, there's different, like with our legal team that we have to abide by to make sure that the animals are well taken care of. All those guys, yes. Properly, all of that stuff. And then for auditions, um, if anybody has an additional question, they can go to our frequently answered questions on that website, agtauditions.com. And uh, there's a portion there that does kind of cover with the pets and all that. Like, I know we had a situation once when we were in New York City with, I think it was a rattlesnake. or And the state of New York doesn't let uh, venomous Stakes oh, in yeah. their state. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Wow. Um, which is understandable. Maybe they don't want it to be an outbreak or something. I'm not quite sure. But uh-huh. So there's different things like that with different states. But I'm sure the pet owner knows what they could have in the permit. And You know what I mean? Absolutely. I know ferrets. Uh, ferrets can be a big act. I've seen a lot of circus ferrets and stuff like that. But in California, you no. can't have ferrets. So No ferrets in California. Yes, I grew up in California. And we had a station. like It was kind of like a bug station that you had to drive through. And they always would yep. conference people's ferret. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> How sad. Uh, okay, so this is uh, the first one coming up here in San Francisco. For That's the fact, today. That is today, yes. and I'm going to put all the information over at AnimalRadio.com. In fact, they have a website. It's AGTAuditions.com, but if you're driving along right now and you don't want to write that down, uh, you can go to the AnimalRadio.com website and get all the information. And we're going to send five listeners with acts to the front of the line. So if you're one of those people, you're saying, okay, now's the time, and, and I put this and in because I know Judy would love to have Ladybug, and they can perform in front of a thousand people. That is, of course, where Ladybug wow, falls short. Is uh, we, uh, you She'll know, the, do it in my bedroom. We had the big Petco contest here with the uh, the talent contest, and uh-huh. Judy got uh, Ladybug all doing some pretty amazing tricks. But when we got down to Petco, she just certainly did there and just stared uh, at me. Really embarrassing. <laughs> oh, those are the guys from that. Animal Radio. Yeah, <laughs> and you guys, I want you to remember. You know, we might have some listeners listening in that maybe their pet doesn't have a talent but maybe their pet owner does and so it is open for everybody it's any age any talent any dream come down and show us what you got you get 90 (laughs) seconds to show us your act and it's going to be a really fun day we've got all of our film crews out there uh so it's a blast thank you so much for spending time with us today aaron hey guys thanks so much for having me and let's get a winner from animal radio definitely let's do that and if you think you have the animal to do that, give me a call, 1-866-405-8405, or send us an email to yourvoiceatanimalradio.com, and we'll get you those front-of-the-line passes. Hey, it's Vinny Penn coming back at you with another Party Animal segment. Animal Radio, baby. This week's topic, true story. 
true story. Um, no exaggeration here. We've been having a problem in my neighborhood. Uh, we've been plagued by skunks. I've been having a real skunk problem. Uh, the stench could just, you know, from them just firing off their skunk lasers in the middle of the night could wake you from a sound sleep at three in the morning. I even set trap. I, I had to, I hate to do it. I, I you know, I didn't want anything destroyed. I, I, I I'll plead the fifth or, or just say I, it's naivete. I don't know how this goes, but I did have someone come out and set a trap for the skunk. I mean, I have two small children. It was waking, the stench was, the stank was waking us up. Every night. Lo and behold, one day a couple of weeks ago, I hear kerplunk in the middle of the day in the pool in the backyard. I look out. The skunk has fallen in the pool in the middle of the day, which suggests rabies. Am I right? Is that urban myth? Is, is that a wives' tale? I heard of a skunk or a raccoon. If you see him in the middle of the day, chances are very good that they could be rabid. I don't know if that's urban myth or not. But he felt falls in the pool. So I stand, I'm an animal lover. I stand there and I think, this is it. I just gotta, this is how it's gonna have to end. I'm just gonna have to let him, you know, there was a trap in the yard. I'm just gonna have to let him go this way. But I couldn't take it. I couldn't take being in the house and there's an animal splishing and splashing around in my pool. So I went and I told my wife, I said, we've finally resolved the skunk issue. It's in the pool right now. And she said, what? She looked at me kind of funny. I said, I know, I hate that it has to wind up this way. But, uh, you know, it's finally going to solve the issue. The skunk has been, you know, terrorizing the neighborhood. So I just left the room, didn't think anything of it. All of a sudden, I heard the sliding glass door open and close. I look out the window, and my wife is out there with the pool skimmer and fishes the big, fat, stinky skunk out of our pool. Now, there's a part of me that's livid because this issue for three summers is finally resolved and she's fishing it. So I'm thinking, I want to see that tail come up and this rabid skunk just blast her because then she'd have to take a bath in tomato juice, too, which would be kind of sexy, actually, to me. But I'm into some strange stuff. And little build, I swear, it's like she, she dropped it off in the lawn. It's like the skunk was like Pepe Le Pew or something. It just looked at her and said, mm, thank you. Ma chérie. And you just gave her a wink? I swear, I think I saw the skunk wink and took off. How would you feel? How would you feel if this skunk was plaguing your neighborhood, fell into a neighbor's pool, the issue could have finally been resolved, and some little house on the prairie weaned housewife had to save it with the pool skimmer? You let me know. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Well, hi, Cherry. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. What do you have going on with you? Well, I have two Sheltie puppies. Um, they are eight, will be eight months old, the 15th of this month. And the little female, she's very tiny. Uh, she's only about maybe 15 pounds right now and her brother is like 33 and they're out of the same litter you'd never believe these are the same puppies wow out of the same litter. it's a big her, difference yeah yeah it is a huge difference um her teeth her front i assume they're the canine teeth the ones that point down and then kind of get in sync with the bottom ones the long mm-hmm. ones they're coming in on an angle they're protruding forward at first we didn't think she was going to get those teeth 
And then they start coming in, and so now they're pointing forward, and it's kind of forcing her bottom teeth out. Is there is, is there something we need to be concerned about? Um, I mean, I've been on the Internet, and I've seen where they put braces on dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes sure. they pull the teeth, uh, but when they pull the teeth, that they have complications. Is it something that we can just let her go with, or is it going to interfere with her eating, or, or what? Well, generally, and what you're describing is where um, the canine teeth are the big kind of like the fang teeth, and um, particularly in Shelties, we do see this congenital deformity, if you call it that, where that big hook tooth, it is pointed forward, and it can actually interfere with the gum and cause some problems when they become more mature. Uh-huh. So it does usually warrant some intervention, and I'd say that most people tend to go to either one of two schools um, <laughs> of belief here. One would be to extract that tooth um, because knowing that it's going to create problems, it's going to get caught on the tooth, we're going to have a um, an area where there's going to be uh, excess tartar that's going to build up. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a lot of veterinarians that will say just to yank that tooth, pull it, get it out of there, be done and over with it. Now, there's the other possibility of trying something of a procedure called a vital pulpotomy. Basically, it's the equivalent of uh, cutting off part of the crown of the tooth and kind of sealing it up. Um, Uh So it's shorter. It's still there. We're not really damaging that root structure. Those are... the. I'd say the, probably two more common approaches. You can do braces, and you can try to restore that bite. Um, I don't know that a lot of veterinary dentists are really big fans of that, um, okay. but there are some that will pursue that. But um, just knowing that that's just a future problem waiting to happen, and, you know, I would probably say yanking that tooth is going to be the, the best and easiest solution that I could tell you to what do. I, what I have, I have read about is that sometimes this tooth evidently is as long in the gum area as it is hanging down and that it can interfere with her sinus cavities or something. Exactly, yeah. And actually, the way that any of those teeth on the upper jaw go is that there is, it's kind of like an iceberg. So what you see on the outside is only part of that tooth. Uh-huh. And the deeper part goes up and does penetrate part of the sinus. Is her teeth, would her teeth be fully formed now? Or are they going to get longer? Because it's kind of like, it's funny because we call her, her nickname is Elvis because she kind of looks like she's got that <laughs> this this defect does come up. It's it's actually technically called uh, the term Lance Canine, uh-huh. um, and I think for for your baby's purposes, you're going to still see some growth in that tooth, and she's still young enough that you're going to see it kind of grow even further out. So um, you know, so it, I, it does, I would definitely it, more, it does warrant attention then. Yeah, I sure would. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. I love that. Oh, hey, this is Paula Poundstone on Animal Radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. If you haven't heard yet, every Wednesday, we do the Wacky Wednesday over at Facebook. You get a chance to upload your Wacky Wednesday pictures of your pets, and we get to vote. We get to like them, and the one with the most likes picks up great prizes. Uh, that happens every Wednesday over at our Facebook page. And if you if you don't get a chance to upload a picture, at least go over and vote for some of the amazing pictures and videos that go up every Wednesday and all throughout the week. This week, if you do, in fact, get the most likes for your Wacky Wednesday picture, you will pick up 
This is really neat. It's a dog bed duvet from Molly Mutt. And what they have done, you know what a duvet is, Hal, don't you? It's like a comforter, a cover for your bed. Oh, yes. What they have done sure. is, this is... this <laughs> Joe, is a, Joey and I are looking yeah. at each other. We know, I have oh, no idea. Let, comforter. Okay, you, something it's you usually put a, a feather bed. Yeah. Too, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this is just the cover. And what they've done is they've taken this duvet cover and they give you a stuff sack. Okay? So what you do is you take the stuff sack and you fill it with pillows, towels, blankets, anything you can find around your home, and then you put it inside the duvet. So you're not only creating more closet space because you're getting rid of stuff in your closets, your dogs are able now to sleep on something that has a scent that's familiar, especially if you have to take them somewhere or they have to stay overnight somewhere. You can put like your T-shirts in there. So when your dog sleeps on this, they'll have your scent. And then when you go to wash it, you just take this sack from the inside and throw it in the wash machine and you're done. If you'd like this personally scented duvet, you've got to upload your uh, Wacky Wednesday pictures over at our Facebook page at Animal Radio. Before we leave today, I want to read uh, one more email from Emilia Huela. Isn't she your big fan there, Joey Volani? Yeah, she's, uh, she's got a crush, she's a crush on, on you, sending Joey. you pictures all the time. Oh, boy. Uh, but she's actually got a medical question this time for Dr. Debbie. And she lives in Mexico, so she doesn't get the show down there. But she listens online and she writes, Dr. Debbie, what is your opinion about gastropexy? Which I, I have no idea what that is. So what is that? Gastro. Uh, she she goes on to say, do you think uh, it really works? Is it a good measure? Is it for real? Uh, does it prevent bloated stomach? I want to know your opinion. Uh-huh. Yes. So gastropexy is a preventative surgery for the condition, what we call bloat. And in uh, particularly in large breed, giant breed dogs, it's a very serious life-threatening condition where the stomach kind of bloats up with gas, twists on itself, Ooh. and becomes blocked. And it's... Uh, highly fatal um, and uh, it's very common again in the large breed dogs like the Great Dane, uh, German Shepherds, Bloodhounds, Rottweilers, things like that. So yes, gastropexy can be a lifesaver for a lot of dogs and I think it's not for every pet um, but because the treatment for a bloat situation is very expensive and the surgery is still fairly high risk you know out in my area you could spend three to five thousand dollars and your dog may still not survive so it is something that can be worth it for certain pets so i look at dogs that are at risk and a lot of research shows the dogs that are at risk tend to be the large giant breeds um, a lot of times male dogs can be more prone to bloat. Um, dogs that have a kind of high-strung, nervous personality um, or that um, eat all of their food in one sitting of the day, you only feed them once a oh, day, yeah. that, may, that can actually make them more likely to bloat. Um, so for those pets, I would look at um, you know considering the gastropexy, and that may be done in a couple different ways: a traditional surgery. Sometimes that can also be done with a smaller incision assisted by a laparoscope. Um, but that can be um, something, and I'm actually looking at um, that procedure for my little Nikki when, oh, when really? we uh, get to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doc, do you see bloat often? You know, we see it enough that it, it's. I think we see a lot less of it now than I did originally in practice, and I think a lot of People are aware of it and, and knowing the warning signs of bloat. So if you have a dog, like I just described, any of those risk factors, um, they typically will vomit and try to vomit, but nothing can come up. They get very anxious. They may drool excessively, and the belly may physically actually see it bloating up and getting bigger. And that is an immediate life-threatening uh, situation. You have to get to a veterinarian. I mean, minutes really do count. Mm. You say you're, you're thinking about this for your animal 
Uh, oh yeah. What? Yeah. What's making you do this? Has something happened? Nothing particular, but she is a large breed dog, oh. um, and uh, some some folks that have working dogs, so police dogs, search and rescue dogs, you don't want to take even the minuscule risk that they're going to do this when they're out doing their job. So it can be done preventatively for those dogs that are going to wow. be having very active um, lifestyles. Um, How about the food they eat? Does that contribute? You know, there's been a lot looking at that, and it used to be, there used to be that, oh, you know, elevate the dog's food so that they don't have a bloat, and actually, it's been shown that if you have a large breed dog and you uh, feed them from an elevated food bowl, it's more likely going to make them bloat than if you feed them on a normal um, kind of basis on the ground. Um, There are some different styles of foods. Um, We used to think that moistening kibble um, would make it safer for a dog and decrease their risk of bloat, and it actually makes it worse. So you don't want to elevate the food. You don't want to moisten it. Um, And then there are some different um, components. Um, You really don't see more of it with uh, dogs that are eating corn, wheat, or soy-based foods. So that has no really uh, no relation to um, the incidence of bloat. Uh, Do smaller dogs like uh, Ladybug, does she have to worry about it? It's not typically seen. I've seen a few small dogs with bloat, um, but it, it isn't terribly common in the breed, Most in those breeds, just mostly because of the shape and the depth of the chest in the large breed dogs. And, um, you know, I have seen some, I've had a small dog that did bloat. Um, it was an older pet during a boarding situation. So sometimes stress or stressful events can make them more likely pants and swallow more air. And, and you know, so maybe a small dog might have a risk of bloat in those situations. Well, I hope that answers your questions, Amelia. Amelia, by the way, sent us her question directly from the Animal Radio app, and I encourage you, before we leave today, I'm going to tell you once again, download the app. It's a free download, thanks to Doctors Fosters and Smith, and you can ask your questions just like Amelia did anytime you want, as well as listen to the show and just browse our resources, and it's for iPhone and Android. Oh, I want to thank... Our animal ambulance driver, Cheryl Brady. Thank you so much for what you're doing, being such a great hero. And Aaron Tomasello from AGT. Hopefully you'll get your acts together, all your dog and cat and flamingo acts together. We want to hear from you. All the information over at AnimalRadio.com. Have yourself a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.